0: Good morning, and grace and peace to you. Thank you, Jim, for the songs. A uh, couple of those uh, set in the farming setting, as we know, about the sowing and the reaping. And of course, the scriptures use those ideas a lot. And the old bringing in the sheaves song, which probably even some of us here don't really understand what that is. There was a little boy that they had sung that song in church. Turned to his mother and said, I didn't know the church was about laundry. (laughs) And she said, what do you mean? he said, well, we just sang about bringing in the sheets. (laughs) So... And of course, that dates us a little bit because we used to hang the laundry out on the lines, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a few people still do that here and there, but anyway, I'm going to start in 1 Corinthians 9-11 this morning, and I just want just to talk today. Can I just talk? Not be. Surly says sometimes I get preachy. <laughs> Surely not. Uh, Something that we all struggle with, me included. So I'm talking to myself, and I think we can all do a better job with this. And we should be able to find joy in it. So we have to search our hearts and search our lives and try to understand... uh, why, uh, why I don't do a better job with this and why it's it's more of a struggle for me than it should be. 1 Corinthians 9.11, here in the context, Paul is talking about uh, living off the gospel. That's not our subject this morning, but he mentions this. He says, If we sowed spiritual things in you, is it too much if we reap material things from you? And he's discussing the fact that uh, What he does in preaching the word of God is primarily so spiritual things, talk about spiritual things. Now, we do from time to time talk about money and dress and things like that, but even that is all couched and underlain by spiritual understanding, isn't it, of who God is and who we are as his people. So that's the focus on these thoughts about the gospel and spiritual topics. Uh, Service, serving God, serving one another. Sacrifice, we studied about those in our Bible class not too long ago in Hebrews. the Sacrifices of praise and of giving and helping other people. Obedience to the Lord. Living moral lives, lives that are in accordance with the will of God and doing what's right, how to worship God, and on and on we can go, these types of things. And if you are a Christian parent, you should have been teaching these things to your children all along from since they were born, actually. Teaching them in word and in deed in the way your household is conduct its business and goes about life. These things would be discussed. Some of you, as Bible class teachers, teaching these things, and some of you in just your discussions with friends or maybe an unbelieving spouse, you bring up these topics about spiritual things. But my question is, what makes it so difficult for us to bring up such topics in our conversations to that? Anybody have trouble bringing up those topics when we're down at the store or talking with somebody next door? We just wanna talk about the weather and sports and maybe politics and my car, or how it's running. Or, But do I wanna talk about Jesus? Do I wanna mention life eternal? Do I want to mention my Lord that has blessed me with my talents and gifts or with my house or my my car? Do I even say that? Maybe we make it difficult for ourselves by anticipating a negative response. Ever get a negative response? Absolutely. And we don't like that. You know, that that kind of hurts. And so I don't want to hear any of that again. Maybe we're just unprepared, don't know what to say, and of course the scripture says for us to be ready, so maybe we're just not ready. Maybe we're not serious about saving souls. Maybe the word of God is not in our hearts like it should be. We've got too much other stuff in there, we have to get some of that out. Maybe we just want to be liked by people. I think this is a big one, and we don't want to stir anything up and talk controversial things. And so we just talk about the weather and the parade last night, the football game. Maybe our love for God and for the lost souls is just lukewarm. Maybe we're not secure in our own faith and we want validation from other people and for them to like us and that's where we really come from instead of being secure in Christ Jesus. Could be many reasons, but we need to all consider them. But sowing this word of God and discussing spiritual things should be a joyful thing for us. The gospel the good news. This is the work of Christ. This is what he did. It brings people closer to God. It opens up these topics that people need to hear. Whether they they don't know Christ, they've never been baptized into Christ, or whether there's someone that has wandered away, and we all have people in our families and friends have done that, to sow that little bit of seed, to cultivate that seed which was sown in them, to see if something could be stirred to cause them to obey God. This is what we should love to do. We really should. Let's go to John chapter 4. Wish I had time to go through this whole story, but we don't. This is about the woman at the well and Jesus revealing himself to her. He'd ask her for the drink of water and so forth and so on. And one of the very few people, and she was in fact a Samaritan, that he actually revealed himself to as being the Christ. He said, I am he. And as a result of that, she went and told others and many believed in him. And that's what we should be doing. But toward the end of that, let's read John four thirty four. Jesus said to them, meaning his disciples, because they had come and he had, they were talking about having something to eat. And they were saying, did, did somebody bring him something to eat? Because they had gone into the village to get it. But anyway... Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say there are yet four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white for harvest. Of course, he's talking about souls there and not grain." Already, he who reaps is receiving wages as gathering fruit for life eternal, so that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. You can rejoice in those who respond to the gospel. For in this case, the saying is true one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored, others have labored and you have entered into their labor. And of course, many many people are out there sowing the word of God. God is working Himself. There are Bibles everywhere. There are uh, movies uh, about spiritual things these days. I think even more so now than before. Uh, We've had a couple of, of little thoughts in the bulletin about you know this time of year, many people are thinking about the birth of Christ, and so that's out there. So. You know, the, the word of God is out there, and people are listening and thinking, and it's in the back of their minds. And we even read in scripture, God has set eternity in their hearts. So we're not alone. We're, this is not something brand new, it's the work of God, and it's been going on for a long time. God wants people to sit at his table in eternity. That's why he sent Jesus to demonstrate his love to bring the world to him. It should be a joyful thing for us to talk about these topics. To sow a little bit of seed. To do a little bit of watering. He says, look on the fields, they're white for harvest. There is hope on our part. There are always people out there who are struggling, they're lonely, they're confused and believing lies, and they know they're lies, they don't make sense. They're addicted, they're addicted to this and that and any number of things, alcohol and drugs, and now we, you know, we got the uh, recreational, recreational cannabis. That's gonna be a lot of fun for everybody. Pornography, gambling, you know, we got gambling now on the TV. People are looking for something. They really are. People are working themselves to death and wondering what for. Why am I, and of course many people are just dropping out of the workforce because they're not finding any satisfaction in it. The fields are ripe for harvest. We have to believe that. Sowers and reapers are gathering fruit for eternal life. Again, looking beyond this world. That has to be in our hearts to start with. We're only strangers and aliens as we've been studying in 1 Peter in the Bible class. We're only passing through. We should be rejoicing in both the sowing and the reaping. And this is not to say that this work is not difficult or has its problems, okay? As we've already said, we get negative reactions and you know some of it's kind of nasty at times. But this little thought came to mind while I was preparing this, the old thought, if you do something you love, You'll never work a day in your life. Right? Yeah. So many of us, you know, we put in gardens, whether it's a flower garden or a vegetable garden, and we're out there, you know, sweating in the sun and digging and planting, but it's not really work to us, right, because we love it. We want we want the fruit. We want to f- see the flowers. So we're not worried about the work. Uh, You're fixing up the nursery for the new arrival. Does that work? Probably not. You know, you're all excited, you wanna do it. Yeah, you might sweat a little bit or spend some money, but wow, we're willing to do that because there's a little one coming. Let's, Let's get ready. How about remodeling your kitchen? You want to do it, you get excited, new cabinets, new countertops, get rid of this old stove. I know uh, Bob and Emma just had the thrill of doing that. And Bob was really thrilled about the plumbing. <laughs> Talk to Bob about his plumbing, but anyway. But when you're really into something, you want to do it, it's, it's not really that, we don't see it as work, right? Well, that's the way this should be. We love the Lord and love the lost and love the gospel and want to see people saved it's not work it should be a joyful thing it's always a team effort God is working others have worked others are working and God will bless he brings it all together and that brings us to 1 Corinthians 3 we've been here a lot but it does fit in with our lesson this morning Paul talking about this very thing of spreading the gospel. And he was not the only one doing it there in Corinth, 1 Corinthians 3 4. For when one says, I'm sorry, yeah, that's right. When one says, I'm of Paul, and another, I'm of Apollos, are you not mere men? What then is Apollos? He was a preacher. And what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. You see, that's all we're called to do is sow a little seed, come along and water that seed, just add a little bit to it, and we wait for God To give the growth. We were talking about that in our Bible class this morning too. How that worked. And finally admitting we don't know. (laughs) But God does it. Seven. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but God who causes the growth. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. But each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. And you are God's field, God's building. So we plant the seed, we water the seed, we cultivate the seed a little bit, and we wait for God. And sometimes this is the very most difficult part, waiting for God, isn't it? This does mean, however, we must engage people with the word of God about spiritual things. If there's no sowing, if there's no watering, there's not going to be any growth, right? It's just kind of bottom line obvious. If we don't do anything, nothing's going to happen through us. I admit, I struggle with this. I think I'm getting better. I pray about it a lot. And I don't know where you are. But it's something we really need to seriously consider. About those around us, those with whom we come in contact, family members, friends, neighbors, just to be sowing some seed. Looking for opportunities and situations Words said. As I was thinking about this, I was thinking about some of those stories where uh, somebody has been taken captive and being led, led away somewhere through the forest or something, through the, through the hills, and they leave a trail or something, right? Crumbs. They break a branch off of the bush every, every once in a while, so hopefully somebody will follow them. Well, that's kind of what we're talking about here. We're not talking about instant conversions. I think sometimes we're looking for that, and we'll m- mention that here in a minute. But it, most of the time it's not like that these days. It's just sowing a little bit of seed here and a little bit there and talking about this and talking about that and giving it a chance to grow, to germinate. That's what we're talking about. Bringing up these topics at important and critical moments. Most of you have heard this story. And again, talking about Looking for the instant conversion. That as soon as you mention something, somebody says, "Oh yes, I believe." You know, let's get baptized. Rarely happens. About the uh, the Christian who was a barber. How many of you heard that one? Some of you have, I know. And uh, he was trying to summon up the courage to, to bring up a spiritual topic, you know. He was having trouble with that too. And so he had one of his a client or customers in the chair, and this customer wanted a shave. And so he's got his razor there on the strop, getting it sharp and talking about this and that. And he finally takes a big breath and he steps back and the guy's there and he says he stands in front of me and says, are you ready to die? You know, sometimes you know, we're like that. We just work ourselves up. We say something stupid, and people are, you know. It's not what we need to do. Patience, prayer, sow a little seed, water a little bit, pray a lot. Let's go to Luke 13. Got a couple more scriptures to look at. This is a lot like what we're talking about here. Luke 13, 6. And he began telling this parable, meaning Jesus. A man had a fig tree which had been planted in his vineyard. And he came looking for fruit on it, And did not find any. Wasn't growing. Wasn't bearing fruit. And he said to the vineyard keeper, Behold, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree without finding any. Cut it down. Why does it even use up the ground? Okay. He had lost his patience with this particular plant. He said, Let's get rid of it. But notice what the vineyard keeper says. He answered and said to him, Let it alone, sir, for this year too, until I dig around it and put in fertilizer. And if it bears fruit next year, fine. But if not, cut it down. So the keeper says, just a little bit more time. Let me do a little bit more work with this plant, with this tree. i will fertilize it, I'll, I'll dig around it, and we'll see if it'll bear fruit. This is what you and I are doing, or should be doing, digging around, fertilizing, watering, waiting and praying. Not shying away from these spiritual topics, But not hammering people over the head with them either, but just mentioning them here from time to time and see what their response is. See what they say. Lastly, from Matthew 12. This is one of my favorite sections of Scripture. I have a lot of favorites but it's about Jesus. It's a quotation from the Old Testament about him and how he would go about his work. Matthew 12, 18. Behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel, nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets, a battered reed he will not break off, and a smoldering wick he will not put out, until he leads justice to victory. And in his name the Gentiles will hope. The battering reed and the smoldering wick we want to talk about, those are people who are struggling and are just about to die. Broken, that old flame. Some of you are probably lighting candles this time of year or maybe through the fall. And Some of them you can tell when they're just about burned out. That's what he's talking about. But the thing is Jesus is so careful here that he does not want to put that flame out. He's not gonna come in like a mighty rushing wind and start blasting away. He's gonna come alongside, maybe hold a hand, put an arm around a shoulder, maybe just speak some soft words to bring up the right topic. I see you're not doing well. Why are you like you are? Do you know Jesus? He has blessed me in my life. This is what we're talking about. We have to be willing to open up our own lives to other people, not to stay hidden or closed up to speak our faith, to speak our love for God. You know, if you just attack people, you berate them, you try to shame them, they're just going to break and die. The flame will go out and they'll turn away. They must be loved out of their sin and their brokenness. Carefully, gently but positively and actively sowing and watering and praying and doing it with joy because this is a work of God. It's good news that God loves every one of us. And the cross and the resurrection show us that very plainly. So we keep praying, we keep sowing, we keep watering, all with the joy of the Lord, all in anticipation of a wonderful harvest. God bless you.